0: To the Negative Posits Podcast, episode three sixty six, host, by Gutterman, coming to you from Gutterman Cave here in Louisville, Kentucky. It
1: was a little bit, a little bit uh, milder
0: man cave tonight. Had a little, little evening rain came in and it kind of cooled things off. Kind of quite nice out here. But uh, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Monday show, and uh, we, we have, we have co-captains. No guests tonight because we, it's it's kind of a triumphant return uh, that we're having here tonight. So I uh, just kind of wanted to do a little, play a little catch up with this, uh, uh one of our one of our famous co-captains. So uh, uh, let's go ahead and, and find out who the co-captains are. And uh, we always start out in Los Angeles, California, La La Land, the City of Angels. Uh, Andre Dominguez, how are you doing tonight, sir?
2: I'm doing very well, Mike. Thank you very
0: much. <laughs> and we uh, we welcome back the triumphant return uh, all the way out in. Um, what was it, Manit- Manitowoc? Manitowoc, California. <laughs> <laughs> Rox- Roxana Angles. Uh, <laughs> how are you, you doing tonight, Roxana?
3: I am doing so good and I'm so happy to be back. I miss you guys so much. So, yep, I'm from Palm Desert, California and enjoying the super hot heat right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice well uh, definitely welcome back and we uh, it's just it's good to hear hear your voice on the you know one of these live recordings you know it's uh, we've now it's not like it's not like maybe the listeners have missed you because you you know you've done such a great job with these um women in film photography uh, uh, interviews, solo show interviews that we've had over almost the entire time you've been gone. Uh, as a matter of fact, we still have one left to play, and we, we may end up putting that in this episode tonight. But, uh, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's not like, I guess the listeners probably haven't missed you, but I know Andre and I certainly have, because we haven't actually, you know, got to really talk to you like this the way we were, we were so used to uh, back in the day.
2: Hey man, speak for yourself. Periodically, I would call Roxana during this, during this this hiatus period, just call her on a Sunday when I'm stuck in traffic.
0: <laughs> well, I don't think Roxana would, would would really like me to call her at four a.m. in my usual hours, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Probably not.
1: <laughs>
0: so, so, yeah, don't, don't be don't be trying to lay 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 a uh, you know, guilt trip on me, uh, Andre. We're not going <laughs> to.
2: <laughs> well hey mike uh speaking of guilt trip i also went and visited Roxana and brian one time during all of this so you know you kind of got to step up uh, the, the the friendship seems a little imbalanced here <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: i'm seeing that i'm not going to be able to i'm not going to be so just going to quickly change the subject and move, move you know, change gears you know but <laughs> so i guess uh what we really need to kind of discuss here Roxana, is you know, it's been a while since you've been on the on the show, and uh, uh, so you know, I, it, can you tell us a little bit about what the school year has been like? You know, you had to had to take some uh, obviously much needed uh, time off from the podcast to to deal with the uh, the craziness that was the school year of, uh, of the COVID school year. So, uh, yeah, you want to tell the fine folks a little bit about you know what it's been like and uh, you know how, what you've been up to?
3: Oh my. God, like that's a big, in caps, OMG, it was crazy. It was insane because it's like uncharted territory and nobody really knows what's going on. It's like day by day, let's figure this out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So going, like opening up the school again, it really was insane. And, uh, you know, but the kids were so happy to be back on campus, even though they were all like, in separate there was three different cohorts it was like group a group b and then the group c who still were at home group a went on monday tuesday and uh, group b goes thursday friday and nobody comes on wednesday
1: Mm -hmm.
3: and it was only for half day so it it was like And we couldn't do our clubs. So I'm sure everybody's wondering, oh, you know, what about your club? And yeah, that couldn't happen because all the cohorts had to stay separated while we were doing hybrid. So all of the clubs were virtual.
1: Mm. It was
3: really tough. But the good news is, is everything's looking really good for next year. And I have so many kids that, I mean, we still kept on meeting virtually, but they weren't really taking pictures they were kind of stuck at home we did the whole inside type of photo challenges but they started to fall off and they just really wanted to connect with each other so um
1: hmm.
3: it, it was hard on them it was really hard on the kids this whole uh, stay at home
0: <laughs> oh, i imagine so as as a counselor did you notice like uh you know uh, kids that you've dealt with that you know have Have had issues that it was it was tougher on them and and like how how did you how did you do counseling with uh, the students when uh, you know if they uh, did you have to do it all virtually I guess.
3: Yeah, I mean, when we came back hybrid, I was able to kind of modify. So if it was an emergency, I could see a student because I had a space that was that qualified, but it was still kind of tricky because you couldn't cross contaminate groups, the cohorts of students, so you really had to be careful who you were pulling from. And most other than that, everything was still virtual for me where I was meeting on Zoom and that was really hard because a lot of kids don't feel like they can talk in confidence, depending on where they are at home, they might have siblings running around. They could have, so it was hard. I'm really excited for next year. Like I'm on break, but I'm looking forward to next year and seeing kids and starting up the club again. Oh, awesome. I can't wait.
2: <laughs> yeah. Did you did you have uh, any any experiences, Roxana, where you know kids expressed to you that photography during all this? crazy period of time had had helped with regards to like mindfulness and, and mental health. Like did, did that conversation ever, ever come up?
3: It actually did. And I have, and you know, I have one that her mom reached out to me and said it was a lifesaver for her because where so many of them just dropped off and I didn't have that contact with them necessarily. So I don't know the extent of it, but I do know that in a couple of the cases, it absolutely did help a lot. And some of these kids, it's like, I wanted to keep them on film, but honestly, logistically, I was like, just shoot whatever you can, you know, Mm -hmm. because these kids don't have our access. They're not adults. They can't be like, I'm gonna order some film. Oh, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to (laughs) figure out how to take it out of the camera. I don't even know how yet. We haven't seen each other in a year. So just the logistics, I now have kids that are shooting both and, uh, you know, it really opened it up and uh, I have no problem with that as long as it helps their mental health and, you know, gets them interested. And so it, it, it turned out, it, it, I'm glad that I kept it going.
0: Very, very cool. Well, we're, I think everybody that listens listens is glad you kept it going, because I think a lot of people think it's a, a really cool thing you're doing. And uh, speaking of the whole mindfulness thing, I think it was I guess it was not long before you had to uh, take take the break from the podcast. You you hit you did put out your book. And so how's the how's the books uh, going? Have you got any feedback from that? I know that you're on a author of Lens Podcast. I did an excellent job talking about it uh, on there. And uh, I was very, very proud of you. You represented the, the USS Negative Positives uh, in very good light. So, uh, but, <laughs> but how's the the book been going? Have you, have you, are you still selling it? You still got copies? Have you been selling it? Have you heard any, any feedback from it?
3: You know, it's crazy because I don't know how many copies I sell, but then all of a sudden I'll get like a, a deposit from uh, blurb on my paypal and i'm like oh and then i look and i'm like oh my gosh it's selling and i just mm. I, i've honestly even i haven't forgotten about it but you know i wrote it i put it out there and then i'm like okay i'm kind of i'm done now <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah yeah now it's just time to time to sit back and collect those click those fat paychecks
3: so, yeah. <laughs> no actually, i'm so thankful for everybody who supported me it's and you know i really love when people actually post that they have bought it because I don't know who has gotten it. So like when people tag me and they're like, Oh, I just got a copy of your book. I'm so excited to see it because I don't know who buys it. So Mm -hmm. it really, it makes me so happy when people share that.
0: Very, very cool. Um, So uh, now since we haven't, we haven't like had you on to like talk about uh, our, our weeks you know? So, uh, uh, so I guess we should probably go ahead and move into our weeks. Um, we always start with Andre, but I think uh, because of, of your triumphant return, I think I think we're going to change things up and start with you, Roxana, and and uh, uh, we're, we're going, you know, we're going to get put you in the in the in the first uh, the first the first captain's chair. So
3: uh, but, I'm taking control here,
4: guys.
0: <laughs> and uh, so uh, uh, so Roxana, what is uh, uh, what have you been up to? Uh, what's what's been your months? I guess oh, <laughs> instead of God.
3: your. Weeks. <laughs> God, you guys, so much has been going on. It's like I don't even know how to fit it in. It has been, I thought that taking a break from the podcast, I was actually going to have some extra time. And okay. instead I've been like, I've been writing articles. I've been doing different. It, it's just been so wild. I, I was asked to um, contribute a piece to Silver Gray Magazine, then also I had a big piece in Lomography, which I was really stoked about. Um, Seriously, I just started putting everything in my link tree because I can't even remember. I've been so excited to do so much. I just finished testing film for Cosmo Film, and uh, that was really fun, even though I have to tell you guys something super exciting that just happened a few days ago. Uh -oh. Uh Oh, I know.
0: Should, should we have a drum roll? Is it like a... I know,
3: right? <laughs> <laughs> well, exciting to me. So i I was talking to my brother-in-law who has like a pawn shop. And he was like, oh, I didn't even realize that you collected cameras. He gave me a big box of rad cameras. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like... <laughs> So I know, I'm like, forget all the writing stuff, you guys. <laughs> no, <laughs> this
5: is the gold.
2: <laughs> what's in the, what's in the hall? Spill the beans.
3: Oh, what's my in box. the box?
2: What's in the box?
3: What's in the box? There's so much. I am looking at it and I have everything from like a really old Kodak brownie that's in beautiful condition. Um, I have like three Nikons. I have like a Minolta autofocus, you know those really cool little black ones. Um, oh yeah. I'm and I'm going through and I'm testing them, and I'm kind of. I was like, I okay, seriously, you guys I have so many cameras, and lately I've been <laughs> like obsessed with my Rolleiflex. So I, I might give some of these, like I might sell some of them. I don't even know because. I'm like, but I want to test them all. So I kind of want to play and then I'm going to share, I think. So my favorite that I am testing this week is the Olympus trip 35.
0: Oh, wow. I've heard heard so many people talk about that camera. I've never actually shot shot one. So, yeah.
3: It's fun. It's a fun little camera. It's so compact. And I just developed a roll from it. And it's it's pretty red. I like it. I'm happy mm-hmm. with it. I'm, I'm like, okay, I might keep it. <laughs> 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 I don't know if I'm going to sell it. We'll see.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've been thinking about selling some cameras and, and, uh, cause I, I I'm, I'm kind of in this phase where I want to like, um, it's, declutter my life you know and <laughs> uh and that, that includes all areas just our house and just you know you accumulate so much junk It's four human beings living in one house and and uh we I just took a bunch of stuff to goodwill today as a matter of fact and it feels pretty good about to do that but like my cameras are like i was looking at my cameras the other day they're on like bags all over the place there's bags all over the floor full of cameras there's a box full of cameras there's two boxes full of cameras and like i'm looking at all of them like my goodness, I—I'll I, never get around to shooting all these things, and and it's just—it's almost becoming paralyzing to think about what I would want to go out and shoot if I went, if I was to go out and shoot. And God knows I haven't been doing that, but if I did, <laughs> the paralysis to of picking the cameras to go shoot with is just. <laughs> it's it's overwhelming man and like uh so i'm thinking, like so then then i start like looking at the cameras i'm like okay well which ones can i can i get rid of I was like, no i really can't get rid it no i don't want to get no i don't want to do this one no and like i can't like to keep this one like I, I, I can't i can't like even even get my side this i'm paralyzed i'm just trying to figure out which one's to sell you know so it's like
1: yeah so. it's
3: hard yeah yeah
0: because I always think, well, you know, well, there's there's a use case for this, you know, like I always I'll, I'll find some way to justify it because I'll come up with some use case scenario that will probably never happen, but it, but it's enough to make me think, no, maybe I should keep that in case, a uh, 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 you know, a green dinosaur flies over my house and I need this, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'll think the, re- the weirdest reasons to try to keep uh, a camera and talk myself out of selling it. But. <laughs>
3: Seriously, it's that's exactly what I'm going through, and now I have like this giant box of cameras, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is really the worst thing for my <laughs> already growing problem."
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Andres went through several streamlining his, co- his camera collections, only to slowly build it right back up again, though. So, so that, that's
2: my other worry. Hey, it <laughs> but goes, it's... it goes in cycles, you know. There's uh... <laughs> no. There's an accumulation and then a call after a while, a culling, a purge. So but see, speak. that's
0: that's my problem, I, and that's another reason why I I don't get off off the you know off the uh, off the shitter and sell these cameras is is because I you know I know that I'll you know even if I did a big clear out of cameras I, I, I'll slowly accumulate them again, man. It's like a, they're like they're like. Um, I don't know, they're like cockroaches. They just keep coming back. Right? <laughs>
1: well, I
2: in my case, <laughs> Mike, Mike, in, in my case, I at least feel a little bit uh, okay about the fact that I've never, like, repurchased something that I sold. So it's never the case of, like, really bad regret uh, or anything like that. It's just me experimenting with new things. And for for a long time now, my kind of workhorses have still stayed the same, but I always like experimenting with something new and trying it out. And if it doesn't end up uh, becoming a, a, a mainstay of, of my work, a workhorse, yeah, eventually it's going to get let go. But that's that's how I do it, at least. mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That
2: that sounds
0: way too logical, Andre. I I can't be that logical, so you know. But um, <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm okay.
1: I'm,
3: like, I'm not logical whatsoever. <laughs> but I'm really gonna do my best to like. And you know, I kind of want to. I I'm not an eBay fan, you guys. Like, I have oh, had the worst experiences either. on eBay. I I just. don't, I I don't know. I just, I can't, I just, I don't like it. I so much more personal. It's like, that's why I kind of want to do it. Like on my Insta stories. And I'm like, with the community that I know and I love and I trust and I'm going to like, all right, does anybody need this one? <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I'm I'm with you on that. I, I tried. I I started. I, I I started actually trying to sell some stuff, and uh, I put uh, the first camera thing I put uh, for sale. I put it on eBay, and I got burnt on the first, the very first listing. Got burnt on it, and yeah. like end up having to refund the guy half the price, and and you know, uh, so I think when I sell things in the future. If I ever convince myself to do so, I I think I'm just going to do it on the positive Facebook group and, uh, you know, give somebody a good deal and and let them know know everything I know about it and, uh, you know, give them a good bargain on it and just feel good about giving somebody in the community a good price and everybody's happy. I think that's the way I'm going to do it.
3: Same. I'd rather give somebody I know a good deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that way, you know,
3: yeah, it's just
0: you know, you can now go and live in a in a home that won't be relegated to a camera bag on uh, sitting on top of other camera bags and a clutter of my in my junk room. So, so you. <laughs> you can actually get some use. But and yes, we do have a junk room. That's the need for uh, decluttering our lives. So, <laughs> but um. Uh, so I guess we kind of kind of got sidetracked by all this camera talk and this box of cameras. but uh, so like uh, Roxana, your photography, have you during this school year was you able to shoot a whole lot? I had mentioned in the pre-recording that I don't keep up with Instagram as much as I used to. And I would occasionally you know just uh, open up Instagram and like one of the top photos would be a photo of yours. So I know you've been shooting. so uh, but I haven't I can't say I've dived deep into what anybody's been shooting photographically lately because I just don't really go through my Instagram feed like I used to, but uh, so what, what kind of photography have, have have you found time for it and any uh, certain things you've been kind of concentrating on during this uh, during this time you've been away from the podcast?
3: You know, I have been shooting. I I haven't stopped. I really it is part of my own self care and mental health and keeping my calm during whatever is happening. Um, and I've been doing a lot. I okay, my kids don't let me post, so I have so much of my kids and my family, and that's my favorite but i can't post it so i started doing (laughs) a series of like water flowers and uh, i've seen
0: those yeah i have seen those yeah
2: Mm
3: -hmm. yeah i love doing those those are fun so i have like a big
2: thing can you break that down in case people haven't uh seen it because because you know unless they're familiar with it water flowers could could mean a lot of things but what you're doing with them is super cool
3: Oh, thanks, Andre. Yeah. I'll, well, and you know, what's funny is that I keep on wanting to do like a tutorial and I just haven't, I, I'm not really, I'm trying to get back into doing stories on Instagram more, but I just always forget. I'd love to do a tutorial on this. And, and you know, as long as I get around, I will, but I'm going to tell you guys about it for the first time, of how I do them.
1: Nice. So. <laughs> a,
0: little, a, little, a little insider, insider, uh, inside baseball here going on. So, yeah.
3: Go. That's right. We're a sharing community. we're no, not about Holding back on secrets. <laughs> so what I do is I have a fish tank, and I fill it up with water, and I get a variety of different flowers, and uh, I I drop them in the water with, and I weight them with like fishing line or something clear. I I don't remember what I use. It's like a clear string,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and um. And then, uh, and I'll place them in and I'll light it from, usually from above, I have like an LED light stick that like turns different colors. And then I shoot through the tank and uh, that's how I create all of my different water flowers.
0: <laughs> very, very cool. You know, it's funny, I, 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 mine wasn't nearly as creative as yours, but uh, my wife had a, uh, a big like kind of like a like what would look more like a goldfish bowl or whatever but it was like kind of a round bowl a clear glass bowl or whatever and she filled it up with water and she'd put like all these uh, uh we grow a lot of hosta plants and so she like took a bunch of hosta leaves and put it in this bowl and it looked really cool and I, this is back in my digital dark ages so i took a digital camera and shot these hosta leaves in the water uh with this digital camera and uh i had a I have a buddy that does graphic design and he was uh designing a um Uh, like a brochure for some uh, convention. <laughs> and he used the, like my photos. It's like the sort of like on this on this little brochure about this convention that was coming to town or something. And I never got one of those brochures. I wish I had. I wish I'd gotten it because it was like I kind I kind of got published, you know. And I nice. <laughs> even uh, but and uh and I the funny thing was I was like man that was a, that was a pretty cool idea. I really liked the way it came out. And I tried to do it again. Uh, you know after he after he used it, I was like oh, that was pretty successful. Maybe I'll try to do this uh, a little series more with this. And I never could get it to look good after that i don't know what i did that first time but i was like i could never repeat it and uh so i don't know i just uh, i kind of gave up on it but uh i think you found the you found it i think you perfected uh perfected it so
3: (laughs) it's a lot
6: of mike
2: did you mike did you did you shoot some kodak gold of that goldfish bowl (laughs) you know what uh, uh I, I
0: was
1: uh,
0: <laughs> early early in this little time i've had off i, I went and visited uh, uh some uh, bandmates we had a little party at one of my uh, bandmates houses and uh we were talking and i, I forget what i said oh i said I, oh i said uh dudes I and mean, we expect i'm getting old and and they all laughed and i thought well i do not think it was funny about me getting old you know and and there's just I love and one of the guys says, "I just love the way you say that, man." I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You say owed and not old." <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, "Oh yeah, I get called out about that all the time on, on my podcast." It's like, I, I thought this was a Kentucky thing. You all don't say that, and none of them say it like that. It's just me. It's not a Kentucky <laughs> thing, apparently. So it's just
2: me. <laughs> just it's, your, it's your own special flavor. <laughs> well,
0: maybe it's because I'm the only one out of that bunch. It's from this particular area of Louisville. Maybe it's just specific to Oklahoma and Kentucky. So Oklahoma is <laughs> the, the, the area of Louisville. So maybe that's it. but.
1: Uh, no. but
0: uh, yeah. So where was we, Oh yeah, your, your flower pictures, uh, uh, Roxana? Like, so yeah. Um, have, have you, is it something like you want to do like a zine or something with, or I, want,
3: I actually do. I want to make a, I want to make, I want to make another photo book through blurb. I really like using blurb. It's super easy. And I had a good experience with the written books. So I think I'm going to make a photography book next and I'm going to use my underwater flowers. Um, for it I think it Very will cool. be a lot of fun oh and I'm doing it out oh, I almost forgot I am doing a show in October um out in like the high desert and oh, yeah. like, an yeah. show. like an art like art show like an art show. Awesome. Yeah. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. So, my hopes is that I'm going to actually display my water flowers and then by then I'll have my book done too. So, mm-hmm. that is the big hope for that project. So, I have all summer and I figure I'm going to work on that. I've been super flower obsessed. I mean, anybody who follows probably sees like I've been pressing flowers and Using them with my darkroom prints and making like mixed media art with them. And that's a lot of fun too. Okay, oh,
0: man. This, see what we've been missing on this podcast, Andre? Like all these other experimentation, somebody that actually experiments with photography.
2: Like, man, that's, oh, a- yeah. <laughs> When, when, when you've got when you've got the two of us here, not really bringing that much to the table,
1: like comes up
2: and everybody up.
1: <laughs> you know what,
0: Roxanna, if, if you want to take another hiatus, it's fine. This is kind of killing my ego, actually.
1: <laughs>
3: <gasps> nope, I missed you guys too much. Sorry, Mike. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we always, said, we always said when we first had you uh, join us that you were going to give us the, the kick in the butt we needed to, like, uh, maybe actually uh, push ourselves a little bit more in our photography and and see you left, and I haven't shot, like, a single photo since. And so, uh, apparently, uh, <laughs> so, uh,
1: <laughs> All
3: right, well, let's get out and shoot, people, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. All yeah. right, well, I guess we can go ahead and move on. Roxanne, is that pretty much uh, kind of a, a little bit of a synopsis of, uh, of uh, this time you've been gone?
5: You know
3: what? And I'm just going to add one more thing. Awesome. Um, I'm part of a virtual uh, art show also that's called Efflorescence, and it's through Unearth, and that's going on until June 30th too so that's they took one of my pieces with the pressed flowers my dark room print and they have it like in a virtual uh, um it's like a virtual room that you can walk through and see everybody's art and you can buy people's art through it it's oh, really wow. rad yeah
1: it's
0: very cool like so uh how do people see that where would they go to see that
3: they would check it out through unearth on instagram it's like u n e a r t h and then it's underscore and they have the links all over their page i'm doing like a instagram live thing through their instagram story tomorrow but um it's been going on all month but it's gonna end june 30th so that's that will conclude all of the things that I have been doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, I'm so glad we had you go first because uh, it's just gonna be so much fun to follow that up. Because, uh, <laughs> 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 so, I, I, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna like uh, just buffer this to like uh, someone that's really been doing a lot to someone that's done, doing uh, some things to me who's done nothing. So I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, do Andre next. <laughs> so, uh,
1: <laughs>
0: that didn't sound good. I'm not. Wanna <laughs> uh, but the <laughs> Andre. <laughs> you've had uh, some pretty exciting news i uh, just just uh, uh before i did the uh, got out here to do the recording i was on a uh, facebook group and i uh, saw a little post and a uh <sighs> Apparently, there's another. Uh, yeah, I don't know, just I another think posted item, like man. three or
2: four things today. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I didn't have a, I I been more well active there. on the Facebook group than I have been <laughs> in a long time. But um, before before we talk some gear, uh, I'm going to sound like a, a broken record here, but Mike Kukavica was in town again, mm-hmm. uh, and as is always the case when when he's here, uh, we went out and and did some shooting. But whereas typically we will. You know, get in the car super early on a Saturday morning, head out to the desert somewhere. Uh, this time, we actually spent the the vast majority of the time right here in little old North Hollywood, and that is because after uh, the last time he was here, sort of seeing a bit of how my um, my my darkroom uh, printing stuff happens. In, in the bathroom and he was a very very uh, great what was the, the the way that he said um, the the previous weekend uh, <laughs> a voice activated like Alexa type assistant <laughs> where I would be like you know uh, Mike can you hand me the easel Mike can you hand me the, <laughs> the, the or whatever I was just you know making making use of the fact that he was there to to help but it was it was great we got to um, print a couple of negatives from that shoot that I did with the Sinistil uh, BWXX, the X 120 uh, that shoot that I did with my, my watchmaker friend. So uh, Mike was able to help me out quite a bit with his experience with um, split grade uh, filter printing. And then I was able to teach him about how to use uh, localized test strips and f-stop timing. And so the combination of, of kind of are two, <laughs> I, I, won't, I won't say areas of expertise. We're, we're both very much still learning. Uh, but the combination of, of kind of both sides of that equation really helped us, uh, you know, figure out a way to quickly and, and easily get to really awesome looking prints without using that much paper. So that was weekend number one was crammed in the bathroom with Mike holding the safe light kind of above my head. Uh, <laughs> and we made some plans for the following weekend. This just this weekend that just passed uh, to make some, some big improvements to the Dominguez darkroom. Uh, Mike was so kind as to go to Costco and pick up some blackout curtains. And what we ended up doing was uh, putting in some hooks into the wall of my bedroom and of like this kind of open doorway threshold thingy that connects like the bedroom slash bathroom area uh, to the rest of the living room. So what that allowed us to do was to have like basically block out half of my whole apartment and make it into a huge uh, multi-room darkroom so I can push the the darkroom cart with the enlarger on it into my bedroom and have like the full amount of space my entire bed to like set things on so that I have more than just the surface of the of the cart to kind of set things down on and then I can once I've exposed the paper I can then walk it over to the bathroom that now has nothing but the folding table that's got my trays so I'm still off of my knees but now that folding table is not having to compete for space with the darkroom cart. It's no longer like draped over the toilet with two of the legs into the bathtub, such that I couldn't actually use the toilet if I was printing. So it's a huge, huge, huge um, upgrade to the the whole space. And when I'm not using it, I can just take the the, the blackout curtains down and use my apartment as normal it's all non-destructive it all still you know looks nice am i gonna get hit on my security deposit for putting a bunch of holes in the wall maybe but i'm gonna (laughs) be here for a while so we ended up making two really awesome uh prints and you know mike's gonna be uh taking some of the the things that he learned with regards to how to set up the 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 blackout curtains and adjust what he has going on in his dark room at home as well as adopting some of this localized test strip and f-stop timing uh, concepts into his own workflow. So that was that was really really cool, and I can't wait to start making more darkroom prints. I mean, how the uh, over the years there's been so many people that have sent me things that I have uh, very shamefully not gotten back to to, to sending something back. I mean. Dan Novak, for example, has sent me countless little darkroom uh, postcards. Mm, and now mm-hmm. I'm finally happy to be able to reciprocate. Um, and uh, I, I now also have a better understanding of the focal lengths that I, I want to, to purchase because of the fact that Mike brought all of his lenses over. And I was able to just kind of test out with, with different negative sizes, different print sizes, and make like a chart of Okay, if I want to make a 5x7 print from a 645 negative, you know, what focal length uh, works best? What's the column height? Are my arms going to be like really outstretched and and hard to focus with my head down near the baseboard with the grain focuser? Or um, will a slightly shorter focal length mean that I can focus a bit easier? So I've got a whole system. a little bit of a uh, to-do list in terms of some lenses to to buy to kind of round out my system, but the Dominguez darkroom is is back up and running in bigger, better shape than it's ever been in with ventilation and space. So look out, folks! There's going to be some some prints going out very very soon. Nice. Very
3: very cool. I want nice. a picture. I need. I'm a visual person, Andre. I want you to I'll, send a picture.
2: <laughs> I will. I will absolutely send over uh, some pictures. Um, I think I'm going to be doing some prints tomorrow night. I'm, I'm traveling down to Miami on, on Thursday, so I want to get in at least one more more evening of darkroom printing before I go. But I'll, I'll take a picture of the blackout curtain setup. Uh, the the new you know darkroom cart uh my little chart for lens uh negative size print size combos and then a picture of my little localized test strip tool that i made out of some mat board
3: where did you get your darkroom
2: cart uh that was at harbor freight (laughs) there you go just a tool it's just a tool cart but it's Mm -hmm. got like two you know drawers that the top one is for all like paper and paper related things So it's got like my dodging and burning tools, my boxes of paper, uh, some, you know, uh, foam core, some map board, my test strip tool, um, and then the bottom uh, drawer has all my like my lenses and uh, negative uh, carriers, uh, multi-grade filters, my timer, all that stuff. And then the, the bottom section that's like the big kind of open tray section is where I've got Uh, my easels my trays the bottles of chemistry and it all fits into about you know two and a half by one and a half feet like that footprint i need that i will send you over a picture Roxana.
0: nice little rolling cart yeah harbor freight is a strange place though just be prepared if you go to buy that Roxana, to uh smell the smell of like chinese rubber and oil uh that's a (laughs)
3: So yeah. the whole
1: place smells like that i don't even you know, know what, like
3: what that about is is. I'm
1: like, it's
2: basically about a, a third the price of of home depot i think i i think i made the right choice yeah it's, it's just it's basically a
0: cheap chinese tool store basically uh sort of like it's all cheap chinese tools and stuff but uh but occasionally you know they have something there that's a real bargain. So you, just, you know, it's it's it hit and miss with that place. But uh, I've always <laughs> heard with with Harbor Freight, never buy anything that your life depends on. Like don't buy like jack stands or a car jack from them.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I guess I guess there, there goes our there goes our Harbor Freight sponsorship for this uh, this podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so,
1: <laughs>
2: right. Could have been, you know, the 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 working man's uh, <laughs> the working man's darkroom card, but but no, Mike just torpedoed that potential sponsorship opportunity.
1: <laughs>
2: right.
0: All right, Andre, what else you got?
2: Uh, I mean, other other than uh, the more kind of craft related things and uh, just general uh, spending some time with with Mister Kukavica. Oh, we actually met up with uh, with um Robert Lanez on Saturday, headed down to Venice and Santa Monica area, did some some street shooting. That was that was really fun. Uh, looking forward to 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 seeing Robert more often now. Oh, it's been a long awesome. time since we'd seen each other in person. I love um, Robert man. We did also Yeah, he's 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 a great guy. He doing he doing okay? He's doing alright. Uh you know uh hopefully his his kids should be uh, back in school full time in in the not too distant future as well, um, you know, uh, trying to trying to get him uh, shooting and creating more. But understandably, uh, all of our motivation during this pandemic is, has been a little little wavering. So I, I hope that more more meetups like this and, and going and shooting will will be pretty fun. And I'm excited to see him again. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. Other than that, the the other kind of uh, you know few pieces of news gear-wise was that one I picked up the uh, the Harman EZ35 uh, motorized reloadable disposable camera. Obviously, none of these uh, companies really want to, especially in this day and age. With like environmental uh, issues being <laughs> right. at the forefront of a lot of people's minds, like they're never going to call it a reusable disposable, but that's effectively what it is. Right. Uh, single shutter speed of about one one hundredth of a second. Uh, single aperture of about f ten f eleven. Uh, Built-in flash. But what sets this one apart over like the Lomography Simple Use, the Ilford Sprite. I mean, it seems like every other day there's a new uh, reloadable disposable here on the market, but this one actually has a a motor drive. So uh, one of the huge, huge, huge pains in the asses uh, of of all those cameras is that actually reloading it is oftentimes a nightmare. Um, especially the lamography one. I, I love the camera. I love how it feels in the hand. I love the results I get from it. But holy shit, it is difficult <laughs> to read and and like rewind the film back into the camera as well. So you know the the Harman Easy 35 works pretty much just like any uh, little electronic point-and-shoot. You just Put the film over onto the, the, the take-up spool side. Make sure that it's it's engaging on the sprockets. Close the, the back, fire the shutter, and it advances to frame one. Once you're at the end of the roll, there's a little uh, rewind button on the bottom, and it you know motorized rewinds it all the way back in. Uh, there's a little uh, lever on the front that is like a shutter lock. It's got three positions, so one is locked, and it puts a piece of plastic over your plastic lens so that you don't scratch it. And that also locks the, the shutter button. Uh, the middle position is just fire with no flash, and the position all the way to the right charges the, the flash, and there's a little um, LED. One cool thing about it also is that if you press and hold the shutter button, it'll take the picture, but it won't you know, do the little motor uh, advance to the next frame until you take your finger off of the shutter button. So you can you know, take the picture and then walk away or turn a corner or whatever. And then you know, release the the shutter button for it to do the little. Zzzz. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. I've been I've been testing. I think I've put maybe four or five rolls through that. So I've 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 shot more film in this reloadable disposable in the past uh, few weeks than in any of my other cameras combined.
1: <laughs> but I, I really
2: do think that even though it's more expensive at around like fifty dollars in comparison to the like twenty of the Lomografies. Um, I think that this thing has a lot of legs for people who are actually gonna be using it and like giving it to somebody and, and feeling confident that they're gonna be able to load it themselves without you know throwing the thing on the ground and stepping on it uh, <laughs> out of frustration I think that this thing potentially has a has a, a lot of opportunity to to bring people into photography for the first time or um, Just be another kind of fun thing that would be a a popular Secret Santa gift or a a gift for a friend of yours in the film photography community that, like, kind of has it all. uh, But, you know, this might just be sort of like a fun uh, thing. I don't know. I'm really, really loving it and I'm excited to be able to sort of spread the news on it because I don't know anybody else who has one or that's been talking about them.
0: Very cool. Yeah, it uh, kind of reminds me. Uh, um, I I have a I have a Kodak camera. I got I got it at the thrift store, uh, several years ago. I can't remember the it's a, I can't remember the actual model number. But it it's 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 basically a glorified single use camera because you know it's it's one shutter speed, one aperture. Uh, but and but it's reloadable, obviously. But and it's motorized, and it's very weird. Like to to the, they they went to the. <laughs> Went through the trouble to put a motorized uh, feature in this in this really piece of crap camera, the only thing I don't like about it though is it fires the a. I can't turn the flash off, so uh, it's it's a little odd. And at one time, I remember I I, I took it out to shoot, and I, I knew it wasn't going to need the flash because I was in bright daylight. So I put like uh, electrical tape over the flash, <laughs> and I think I think all it did was uh, uh like somehow cause the flash to sh- to shoot back into the film chamber somehow. <laughs> And like, cause a lot of problems with the with the actual film. Uh, so I don't know exactly what happened there. Something something went wrong that the plan didn't work. But but yeah, uh, I still have that camera. Maybe maybe that's one I can put on the chopping block. So uh, but, uh,
2: <laughs> but yeah. Uh,
0: all right. Yeah, so it's,
2: it's also something that like you know that that motorized feature, especially when I saw the price as well, was something that i initially thought like man i don't i don't know if that's worth it like why why would you spend more rather than just do the little little ratcheting thumb wheel but right. now having having used it like it it makes the hugest difference not in terms of advancing to the next frame but really all of that advantage comes in uh with the reloading part yeah and, mean, the re- and i'm guessing the rewinding you want, as well exactly the reloading and the rewinding like, if you want yeah. to be able to use this thing stress-free be able to give it to anybody a child your old grandma uh this is the only camera of this category that i would feel confident that anybody could use mm,
0: mm, nice. very cool well i think uh that's one end of the spectrum i think you there's something on maybe the other end of the spectrum you need <laughs> talk about right <laughs> uh yeah
2: yeah so <laughs> oh my God. i i had mentioned before <laughs> that my my parents were were in Brazil for a little bit helping my grandma move into a, a smaller apartment she'd you know be living in that apartment that she shared with my late grandfather for close to, to 20 years but you know now it's finally time for her to go to somewhere smaller since it's it's just her now and I would say I never would con- have considered my grandma a hoarder but after hearing all the stories that my mom and dad have been sharing over the past few weeks I can kind of, you know, empathize with their with their conclusion. Uh, <laughs> but the positive <laughs> thing in all of that is that we were able to find a surprising amount of photography-related things. We found a bunch of negatives um, that that were stored in you know questionable conditions and stuff like that. But I I look forward to getting those and, and continuing my project of uh, digitizing uh, my. My whole family's photographic archive, at least the the film stuff prior to the early 2000s, um, and then of course, as I'd mentioned before, my grandfather's Leica MDA, which is a viewfinderless, uh, basically like a M2 or M3 that he used on a copy stand with uh, microscope lenses or macro lenses in order to, you know, photograph fossils. On slide film for his uh, the classes that he would teach at the university, um, and so my parents are are, are finally uh, back in Miami and undoing their suitcases. And my mom sent me uh, a video of uh, the the magnifier thingy, which was the the Visoflex, the actual thing that you use to make that camera that has no viewfinder actually be able to see through the lens and peeking out the, 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 the corner of, <laughs> of you know the, the video and, and showed kind of briefly at the end was a, a little black lens and I asked her to take you know a, a closer look at that and apparently uh, my grandfather had a version 3 made in the good old city of Midland Ontario, Canada uh, Ernst Lights Canada 35 millimeter Summicron version 3. So wow. in, in addition to, you know, an awesome uh, viewfinder list camera that will be an amazing uh, canvas for the 21 millimeter ultra wide lens that I'm planning on buying, uh, I'm inheriting a, a really, really awesome uh, piece of, of, of like a history with the whole, ver- the history of the version three and the, and the Midland factory, um, but also just a, great amazingly rendering uh 35 zoomicron to use on my leica that does have a viewfinder and i've already been talking to folks like jake rose and and brian Caparicci, who just so happen to be uh owners of this exact same lens also just so happen to be huge leica nerds and canadian so they're they're super happy uh that this this amazing lens that i once again happened to stumble on after you know almost five years of thinking that nobody in my family was photographically inclined uh that is is making my way making its way into my possession through the most unlikely of inheritances (laughs) well i gotta say
0: andre you should buy a lottery ticket because you have been on a, on a spell of luck here lately so yeah, just, uh, <laughs> just go ahead and buy yeah, a lottery it's, ticket <laughs> it's
2: been it's been pretty nice although obviously all of this comes with uh the the necessary servicing costs because you know i i asked my i asked my mom I was like where were these things and she was like these were inside of like a crusty old leather purse of your grandma's inside of her closet in like <laughs> humid Brazil so I'm expecting like the the internals of all this stuff to not be in the hottest condition so as soon as uh, as soon as I I bring them back here to LA I've already identified uh, a repair technician here cuz that that's one thing I, I was considering sending it off uh, but with precious family heirlooms like this I, I, I don't know if I if i want to trust the the postal system like it's no reflection on my confidence in, in you know certain repair technicians outside of this state but if i can just drive it over to someone uh you know like a trained here in in california and then pick it up in a few weeks to a few months i'd, I'd rather do that
0: yeah i think that's a smart move mm-hmm. yeah all right, well, do you have anything else, Andre? This segment's going pretty long, but what you, um, didn't you get a Zenit or something like that? What's what's going on with that? Something
2: there else. also was a Zenit from my <laughs> uncle that has a Helios 44 M4 uh, that apparently is a, is a cool lens. I'm not super familiar with all the Soviet lenses, but some people in the Facebook group posted some really cool swirly bokeh uh, you know, example shots with it that I'm excited to try to replicate once again, I have no confidence that that, but the lens I'm sure is probably fine, but I have no confidence that that body is going to work. Apparently it was in like a shoebox in my uncle's attic. So we'll see.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, man, this has been a long segment. And the good thing is, uh, as usual, I have nothing to talk about. So that, 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 that works out. But, uh, so, uh, uh um, yeah, I told. I, I think I said on the the last host show that I had two weeks off, and if I don't shoot any photography during those two weeks, that I just got to stop doing the podcast. And uh, I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm gonna have to take my take my word back on that. I'm gonna keep doing the podcast, but there are because <laughs> uh, I didn't really shoot much photography. I shot a tiny things here or there, just snapshots, n- nothing like. I didn't go out and shoot, which was kind of my plan. Just you know the. Ah, to be honest with you, the to list was was pretty big. We had a lot of things that we had we've been trying to like get done, and we got a party we're planning for my son's graduation, and a lot of things around the house needed to be uh, kind of put in order before we have a bunch of people over. So you know, it, it just uh, time just didn't happen. Um, but I did like the one thing I have had time for is music, and I, I put out another background music album. Like I think it was last week or so, and uh, it's like volume eight. Uh, it's on my Bandcamp. Uh, and so that's, I was very uh, proud of that because, uh, it actually has like full instrumentation on this one. So, uh, it's not just a solo guitar or whatever. So. It's quite a bit of work, but it was a lot of fun, and and once I put that out, I was already kind of on a high, and I got a new guitar last week, uh, a new Fender Jaguar, and um, uh, I, was, I was so happy about it, and it, it inspired me, so I just dived into another one, and I'm halfway through another album now, so so <laughs> there'll be another music album coming out, probably, and it'll probably slow down, I'm getting ready to go back to work tomorrow night, so uh, my recording will slow down, I'm sure, but um, I really did use these two weeks to kind of like record a shit ton of music, man, and uh, getting a new guitar is always inspiring, much like getting a new camera inspired, you like uh, getting a new guitar there's always like i feel like when you get a new piece of gear whether it be in music or photography uh there's a certain amount of inspiration that comes at the very at the very beginning uh, i think there's like inherently a certain number of uh, great rows of rows of film or <laughs> great, great songs that come out of a new piece of gear to uh when you get it like i don't know the inspiration seems to bring something so uh but yeah so i've been doing that but um the other thing is, uh, I am pretty. I know Andre received this. I don't know, Roxana and Jess, if you all did. Uh, I know Justin isn't here, but um, but I got an awesome zine from uh, Wendy Gunderson. And um, uh, it is uh, Farewell Fuji 400H, Miami to Key West. And I did a uh, face cast on this the uh, weekend face cast. I think I did it Saturday night. It's on the Facebook group that where I take you through the entire zine. You can see all the photos in it. Uh, but Wendy is... Uh, Kind of our you know she's our our resident uh, a, a attorney, uh, lawyer consultant for the negative positives <laughs> podcast. Yeah. We had her had her on an episode a long time ago where uh, she really kind of helped uh, kind of tell us about legal issues with photography and uh, we want to have her back on again to kind of follow up on that and talk about some things that we didn't have get around to in the first episode with her. but uh, she does, uh, if you don't know about Wendy Gunderson, she uh, is at film road trip on Instagram and also film road trip as her website address as well and uh, but she does awesome like travel photography and like her and her husband go on these trips and she documents them in a way that I've never been able to document when I go to my typical Florida trip. That like Rex are going there to our same little beach town, uh, Mexico Beach. We're going there in August. So, uh, but when I go there, like I'd like to think that <laughs> that I can take you to that place the way she does. But I don't think I come anywhere close. Like the thing I love about I think it's might be like the third zine that she sent me, and uh, it's um, she. If you even if you haven't been to these places, after you look at her zines of her travel photography, you feel like you've been there even though you haven't. And uh, I think that's a that's a really um, hard thing to do. And she she just pulls it off with uh, with flying colors. And uh, she included a little card here. It says, uh, "Mike, enclosed is my latest zine on our road trip from Miami to Key West. This trek has been on our bucket list uh, for years. So when we were fully vaccinated and ready to roll, it was the perfect first trip. I shot everything on Fuji 400H." As a farewell to the film discontinued by Fuji in January, enjoy Wendy Gunderson film road trip. Um, But yeah, uh, it's just an awesome scene. Uh, Just beautiful colors. Um, You know, I'm not the biggest Fuji fan, but I can say that this film, uh, for what she was doing, uh, the type of photography she was doing, uh, it was like a perfect film choice for uh, the photos she took in this uh, in this scene. And uh, it's just it's beautiful. And uh, did you guys get a copy of this?
3: Yes,
2: I did. Yeah, I actually made a little face cast of it myself. Yeah, I saw saw that. Yeah, I'm Mm going to be I'm going to be bringing it with me uh, when I when I go down to uh, Miami on Thursday, because I think my parents would really appreciate it. Although I absolutely know what they're going (laughs) to say, because, you know, my my photography when I'm down there in Miami is like mainly just embarrassing, like, at-home photos of my parents (laughs) in, like, normal everyday life, which they don't always appreciate. So I know that when I show them Wendy's pictures of the city that they live in, they're going to be like, why don't you take photos like
3: that? The colors were so... Beautiful. Mm. I think that that was just the, yeah, I think you guys are right. The way she captured it is just, it was so gorgeous. Those pastels.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. And she actually made uh, a comment on my face cast. Uh, and I think she might've did it on yours as well, Andre. Uh, she doesn't actually like, apparently she doesn't really sell these things. She just looks to trade with people for So if you have a zine or some prints yeah. or something you want to trade, she she'll send you a copy of this uh, awesome zine. So, Uh, definitely get a hold of Wendy if you're interested in it and do a trade with her.
2: I I know for sure that it's, it's going to be a good long while until I ever, uh, make a a zine, but for sure, I'm going to reciprocate the, not only several zines at this point, but also that huge box of, uh, Wisconsin, uh, was it usingers, uh, Wisconsin cheese, crackers, and sausages that she sent by, by sending some really, really, hopefully some really, really cool, Darkroom prints.
0: Very cool. Very cool. All
2: right. Well, this uh, segment has went long enough, and this this show is probably
0: going to be pretty long because well, it's, I mean, it's, it's Roxana's back. I mean, what would you expect? <laughs> and, uh, and and secondly, we're we're filling out uh, kind of a new format that we're going to be going to on this podcast. But I think we'll save the the announcement of that to this next segment, and you'll see why because we're going to have some listener call-ins. Uh, and and what listener call-ins on this show, that's usually for a solo show. Well, there's there's changes changes amiss and miss in negative positives land. And so we're gonna leave a cliffhanger here. So you'll come back from the next segment. So it's what we do, we have a little teaser. That's what we do in the business. And uh, so we're gonna take us a little break and uh, we'll be right back folks. folks we are back from the break and so we're gonna have some listener interaction uh in this in this segment and you might ask well why why is there listener interaction that's usually something for solo shows and blah 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 uh well i i've made a a decision actually i think we've all made a decision uh because um i have been putting in anywhere from eight to ten hours a week on this podcast every single week and to be honest with you my um my create creative outlets have suffered somewhat. My music hasn't, but certainly my photography has. And my uh, woodworking uh, interest that has never gotten off the ground and this um, nice brand-new DeWalt saw is sitting over there mocking me right now in this garage. Uh, but uh, <laughs> and uh, so, like, there's a lot of things I just haven't been able to get, get to. And I realized, you know, uh, we have, like, 360-something episodes out there. I think it might be time to uh, think about, you know, every once in a while you, you want to change what we do here and, and see how how you know see if we can just keep it fresh and and i think this was something that i've been thinking about for a while i talked with andre about and jess and and uh, roxana and i think what we've what we've decided basically to do is is to go bi-weekly and um i know uh if uh, there's podcasts i i listen to or used to listen to when i had more podcast listening time that i used to like a weekly podcast and just look forward to when they would come out and it became, sort of came part of your tradition of you know your whatever your work week or whatever and i know it's like can can be kind of a bummer if uh, when I show, just like decides like,, oh, we're not gonna be around every week now. We're gonna be every two weeks or whatever. But hopefully it'll make uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So uh, <laughs> the one thing, one thing I've learned uh, that I never really used uh, in my the way I approach this podcast is in bands, when you would play a gig, I always felt like about forty five minutes, was as much as anybody really wanted to hear of your music if you were playing original music or whatever and and like it was better to leave people wanting more rather than them wanting less so this is my way of 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 hopefully making you all want more than and not less of this podcast so but uh uh, so yeah i think we're gonna we're gonna be going bi-weekly so there won't this this will be after the show we won't be back for another two weeks now every show will have um the co-captains and and myself or whichever co-captains can make it uh will be there so we'll have the full crew uh we will have guests uh, every other every other time we'll be a guest like next the next show we'll have a guest on and then the following show after that we'll just be the the host where we'll do listener interaction and it's also a way where i'm not the only one interacting with the listener interaction like uh, it gives a chance for andre and Roxana and and jess uh, jones to interact with the the fine people that send us call-ins and emails and all that stuff so I just feel like this is a better way going forward and I needed honestly to free up some time and hopefully it's not disappointing to anyone. But, you know, it's just uh, I just uh, I don't want to burn myself out and get to where this is a job and it feels tedious. It hasn't really felt that way. I enjoy doing it and I love doing it and uh, I'm not going to stop anytime soon. I just need to free a little more time up and I also wanted to be a little more excited about doing it rather than sometimes it could feel a little a little bit like a job, but a fun job, but a little bit like a job. So, uh, I don't know, uh, your all thoughts on that.
2: No, I'm, I'm super glad that we, we are switching over to this thing, not because, you know, I want less episodes out there or anything like that, but I, I, I look forward to the period of time where you go back to photography with the same amount of enthusiasm and, and zeal that you've been showing, the, the music lately. So if, if this helps you, man, like more power to you. Like I, I don't think that anybody's going to be suffering uh, tremendously from <laughs> from not hearing us as as often. And if it helps the, the individual uh, episodes themselves go a little bit shorter, you know, <laughs> emphasize the 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 quality a little bit instead of uh, quantity or or you know, <laughs> episode length. I think it'll do everybody some good.
0: Well, I think uh, this is going to be a bad example because th- this particular episode, we've already figured out is going to be a long one. Uh, oh,
2: absolutely. <laughs> I was thinking that just now, of Like, but well, we're starting out great, aren't we? <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, Mike, you just want to be with us all the time. So that's, that's, that's okay. I just, just want
2: to hold
0: you all hostage. I, you know, because, because after I get off the phone with you all off Skype with you, all, then I have to actually work. Like I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to prolong at the time where I, ha- where I have to do the editing. So <laughs> but, no, I, I I enjoy it, but um, but yeah, the, I think in general, this episode, you know, we're getting our we're getting our sea legs, as they might say, uh, about how we're doing this. So this one's going to go a little long. But typically, I think in the future, what what it will also mean is you know, the episode links will be uh, a little more manageable. I think, you know, I would love to see the shows be from an hour, hour and a half long rather than the two hour ones like this one's going to be. But hey, you know, this one, uh, this one needed to be long. It's the triumphant return of Roxana, So, you know, <laughs> uh, it, 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 that's fine. We'll, but, and, and, and you'll have two weeks to listen to it. So even if it's a two hour long podcast, you got time. It'll, it'll be two weeks before we're back. You will have plenty of time to, to hear this episode. So <laughs> there you go. But uh, so I guess we should dive into this. So let's see how this works. Uh, we're going to do some, uh, some Lister interaction. I don't have any emails, uh, this week. So, um, uh, at least nothing, uh, that, yeah, no emails. So, uh, nothing to read at this point. I have some emails that came in with some call-ins, but I'm going to save those for when we actually play those call-ins. So, uh, but other than that, uh, we have, we have some call-ins and the first one comes from, uh, Mario Piper. Actually, he sent me two. Uh, they're both pretty short. I'll play them, uh, in, basically, uh, in a row here. Um, uh, but, he uh, he gave me a, a little thank you because I gave him a shout out. I think on the last uh, solo <laughs> show uh, or whatever, I think I gave him a shout out. and he he calls in and sends a little thanks about that. And then he also sends a response to uh, Malcolm Myers had put out a really good um, topic for a roundtable. And I'm gonna save like our the host, uh, i don't I don't want us to talk about our opinions on the subject because we are going to use this subject in the next round table, which we're going to continue to do roundtables, like the next one will be. Uh, episode 370 will be a roundtable, so uh, we're gonna keep doing those uh, every 10 episodes or whatever. But, uh, but yeah. So, his uh, Malcolm Myers was asking, like, after we pass away, what's gonna be our photographic legacy? What is our family gonna do with our negatives? Are they gonna care about it? Are they gonna even? Are they gonna just throw it all away? Are they even gonna be able to access it? All that kind of stuff. Like, it was a really good subject, and uh, I I made a call out for call-ins for people to kind of tell us what they think about about this particular topic so uh uh, so we had a couple people did that and mario piper was one of them so let's listen to what mario has to say uh first a little thank you to us and then uh his his thoughts about his
5: photographic legacy hey mike hey i wanted to say thank you for the the shout out and um i really uh truly appreciate it i'm um Pretty sure that my podcast will never be as great as your podcast. You guys are awesome. But I'm, I'm trying, so thank you. <laughs> I'm going to send a, another um, uh, uh, voice message or voice memo um, for one of those Colin reviews, Colin things that you uh, are asking about. All right? Talk to you later. Guten Morgen, Herr Gutermann. Ich bin Mario Piper! Wie geht es Ihnen, Herr Gutemann? Wie geht's? <laughs> so... Uh, this is Mario Piper, of course, and I'm doing a, a call-in um, review or a call-in comment, I guess, about the question that was raised. What to do with our legacy once we pass through the mortal coil. <laughs> uh, that's an excellent way to put it, put it, by the way. Um. I guess in short term, you know, I've thought about this uh, myself because technology is going to, you know, going to be obsolete, but prints won't be obsolete, uh, neither will slides or negatives I guess for that matter, but I guess what I'd say is print more and shoot more slides because with slides you can easily just look through and, you know, for a future generation it might be interesting, you know, 40, 50 years from now to, to look through a slide and see, uh, the actual image, you know, maybe that, that'd be something, um, so yeah, print more, shoot more slide, um, but man, in the long run, (laughs) unless we're, like, somebody really, really, really special, our legacy will come to an end at some point, you know, our circle of influence will eventually die out, and then we'll just join the rest of, you know, everything that's ever lived and died um, you know, pretty much uh, you know, it's just gonna be a, a limited run, a limited run, I guess, of uh, of our influence, so um, I guess not stress about, about it too much and just enjoy it while we have it, maybe, I don't know and, you know, just do some printing and, like I said shoot some slides to share for our immediate family and, you know descendants a little bit, but Eventually, it's going to run out. So <laughs> anyways, on that note, uh, stay positive and shoot some cool slide film photos. All right.
0: Well, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Mario Piper from the Gen X Photography Podcast. And if you're not checking out that podcast, you absolutely should. Uh, he's doing a fine job with that. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't want to uh, really talk a whole lot about uh, our thoughts about the legacy. But uh, he made some good points, prints and slides. What do you guys think?
3: You know what? I love Mario Piper. And before I even comment, I just I want to say that I've completely I don't even know how I forgot. He sent me a roll of like the coveted amazing Lomochrome turquoise. What? Wow. That is awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, how did I even go over that on my, like, week? It was just so much stuff to talk about. But right, right. seriously, that is my favorite thing ever. And wow. I'm going to be on his podcast. So I'm oh, going to awesome. report soon. So. <laughs> very, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. so I don't want to touch too much on the topic because we're going to, but I do have to say that I am forever grateful for Mario Piper. He's king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mario,
0: Mario actually sent a he sent a call in uh, film review for Lomo Turquoise, so uh, that'll be coming up in, in in a future episodes as well. So, uh, uh, very very cool, uh, uh, Andre.
2: Yeah, no, I I love what Mario said about uh, you know shooting more slide film because you know your your family doesn't have to go through as much effort to, to to look at your stuff i don't know about you guys but like if i ever died my family wouldn't you know go through my my disorganized hard drives and and try to look at stuff they would uh, at the very least if i put some instructions of how to operate <laughs> My Kodak Carousel slide projector. I think that they could wrap their heads around that and and enjoy <laughs> looking at stuff. But also this this project that I've been doing of these uh, you know printed out uh, contact sheets effectively turned my 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 binders of of all of my negatives into kind of photo albums where I've got the the printed contact sheet, either color or black and white on one side, and then the actual negatives on the other side. So if they ever did want to kind of flip through my photos, now granted they'd be small, uh, but like the medium format stuff, which is what I do a lot of my family photography on, would be plenty viewable. And if they ever wanted to see a bigger uh, version of, of that, they could always bring the accompanying negatives to a lab and get them scanned. So, uh, I, I really only care about my immediate family seeing my my photos. Maybe one generation below that, if if I'm around long enough to have a relationship with my like grandkids or something like that. But beyond that, it's like I'm not gonna be around, so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter that much to me. As long as I can share those those you know memories with my you know with with a couple of generations i think i'll be fine
0: yep 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 all right well uh, i guess we'll move on because we don't want to we don't want to blow our blow our load on the subject because we're going to use it for a round table with nexus so, so uh, but uh, we have another response to uh, the photographic legacy and this one comes from mr mike williams you might remember mike from doing some very very humorous uh, intros to this podcast back in the day and i did a facebook group post um I don't know, a month or so ago, asking if people were ready or or people think I should change like the intro music uh, and the outro music to this show. Like maybe they're ready for a different song, and just trying to see like if, if we should change the theme music to this podcast or whatever. And you know, some people said, "Yeah, I'm tired of it." And other people was like, "Ah, oh, keep it, it's tradition." But uh, several people said, uh, "Bring back the Mike Williams intros," and uh, so mm-hmm. <laughs> that got me thinking. Uh, we're going to do a contest uh, with the intros and. Mike's going to send me a a new, uh, funny, I'm sure uh, humorous intro for the show uh, to kind of show people what we're looking for. And uh, we'll play it when when he sends it in. But he's also we're also going to have a contest. We're going to invite other people to send in intros and uh, uh, and we'll, you know, we'll take we'll have it. We'll do it for several months or whatever. Once once Mike sends me his and we'll start the contest and uh, the best intro. We'll get uh, Mike has agreed <laughs> to give away the Hoga that he won from Andre. <laughs> so Andre's Hoga, who's, who's passed <laughs> through Mike Williams' hands, is now going to yep. be the prize uh, of the intro contest uh, that will start uh, in the near future. So there you go. <laughs> that Hoga has been through something, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> She's been around the block. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As Hoga's always do, but uh, let's listen to uh,
1: <laughs> what.
0: I <laughs> uh, hope there's no 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 uh, uh, I don't know, fine uh, person named Hoga listening to this podcast, but uh, I might have just offended him. But uh, let's go to uh, Mike Williams. Let's hear what he has to say about this subject.
7: Gutterman, Mike here. I uh, haven't done a call in in forever, but since you guys were on the subject of, you know, what are we leaving? as far as our photography it's actually something i've put quite a bit of thought into and uh, i just thought i'd uh, tell you my take on it um number one this is probably going to offend some people but you know a lot of us seem to think that after we pass away some people are going to come into our house gather up all of these negatives that we've left and scan them all and think they're incredible have some big uh, art gallery show make a book blah 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 no okay you're not Vivian Meyer that shit's gonna go in the trash okay all those cameras that you're leaving you're thinking they're gonna be family heirlooms uh, man that's going in the garage sale it's going up to Goodwill it's going on eBay uh, yeah they don't care so in my opinion if you want to leave something You need to make it easy okay and number one if i left all of my negatives uh they would see that i was a pretty shitty photographer because i mean i don't know about you but i'm only getting like i don't know three four shots on a roll that i would actually want to show somebody you know i mean show show them your best don't show them uh, out of focus badly composed uh underexposed you know if you're going to leave something leave the best. But anyway, I digress. Don't leave them a damn pile of negatives to be scanning. Uh, You know, don't leave a bunch of hard drives for God's sakes, because number one, that's going to fail. Number two, nobody's going to sit down and and go through all of your stuff. It's just not going to happen. What you need to do is make it easy. And if easy for you is albums, that's great. Uh, albums for me would take up way too much room. I use a box system uh, that I got at like a Hobby Lobby. Um, it, it's like uh, 16 boxes inside of a big box. It's made out of uh, archival materials, so you know hopefully the photos will last a while. But yeah, that's uh, that's my take on it. Also, leave them in order. Don't just leave a damn big jumble of shit. You know, so uh, and then a lot of people are like, "Hey, what are we going to leave our grandchildren and our great grandchildren and blah blah blah?" Hey, don't even worry about that. That's out of your control. Wh- what you control is what you leave, you know, the day you pass away or whatever. And then after that, you know, whatever your kids or spouse or partner want <laughs> want to do with it, uh, yeah. So make it easy, whatever you leave, because if it's hard, they're not going to do it. All right, take it easy. Mike out.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, Mike Williams. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Williams, you ain't fucking Vivian Meyer. <laughs> that shit's going in the trash. <laughs> but honestly, like, how many times have we all been in, like, uh, an antique store, or a thrift store, or whatever, and seen tons of negatives that somebody... You know, just saw it's like, well, I guess this was Great Aunt Shirley's box of pictures. I don't <laughs> right. want them.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I do agree. Uh, one thing that uh, I, you know, I, I was always big on photo albums, and, uh, and I, I agree with him about they take up a lot of space. And I, I got so far behind in my photo albums that I literally, I, I can't even think about like getting uh, doing them again and and getting all my prints in order and putting them in, in the albums in the order that i took them so we have went to the photo box system i literally put my i, I print everything on like four by sixes i buy these four, four by six photo boxes and i've been putting my prints in photo boxes now it's so yeah. much easier they take up so much less space and they're and they're, they're not really any harder to look through than a photo album I, mean, I guess they're a little harder but you just open up a photo box grab a handful of them flip through them you know and like you know it's your still got prints in your hands and it's maybe not as nicely presented as a photo album but i've become a big fan of the photo box thing so i'm gonna agree with him on that one
3: that's cool mike i actually like that better because you hold them and it's a little bit more tangible than a photo Mm -hmm. book i think i'm really going to take i'm going to steal that idea i like that
0: and they take up a whole lot less space. Like one photo box can hold like thousands of, of four by sixes. Like it's amazing how many photos you can get in there. Like And to get like photo albums that hold that many, you take your five photo albums. It takes up a lot of space, you know. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the way I've been going lately. So, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Audrey any more thoughts before we move on?
2: Uh, keep your shit organized, folks. Don't make your death a headache for your family members.
1: <laughs> Anymore, <Amen. laughs> any, any,
0: any more than it's already gonna be a headache. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and All right, also well. and also try to get your 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 descendants to, to shoot with your nice cameras. They're they're not any uh, use if they're just gonna be, you know, brought to a pawn shop and not And not, you know, not sold for what they're worth or given to somebody who's going to who's going to use them.
0: Well, thank God your grandmother didn't just uh, give those like us a goodwill. Right. So there you go.
2: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, that's uh, that's the Collins I got about the whole legacy. And, uh, you know, we'll be uh, talking about that on the roundtable 370. That would be one of our subjects. So you got a couple, you know, with our new biweekly schedule, you got some time. So if anybody else has any thoughts on your photographic legacy or whatever, go ahead and send those Collins in uh, before episode 370 comes out and we'll get those on the air. Uh, I'll kind of bump those up in the queue uh, as like time sensitive before. So everybody can kind of get their thoughts on it before we talk about it on the roundtable on episode 370 but uh thanks mario and mike for your thoughts on that uh so i guess one last thing we're going to do uh, being this is listener interaction uh, we're gonna have a call and camera review and it's gonna be from none other than mr bill smith from the classic camera revival uh bill has sent me quite a few uh camera reviews in the past but it's been a while since he sent me one so it's kind of good to hear uh hear bill smith send us another call and camera view i'm sure you're all super shocked and surprised. It's about a Nikon. And uh, so it's the Nikon F2 from Bill Smith of the Classic Camera Revival. So let's see what Bill has to say about that.
8: Hi, it's Bill Smith from the Classic Camera Revival with yet another phony in review. Well, maybe more an overview than a review, but hey, work with me here. The Nikon F2. Well, there are more than one, but we'll just say the system Nikon F2. And I will say, you know, if you're looking at Nikon Pro bodies, I think Nikon hit this one end at the ballpark until the F3 came along. But the F3 has some Achilles heels. But we're talking about the F2. The F2 came out in the early, I think, 1971. Uh, it was the improvement on the Nikon F. And there are many improvements. Like, for example, uh, Nikon F, you have to take the back off to reload, whereas the F2, you just have to open the back up. Uh, The F2, like the F, was also a system camera, so you have different meter heads, focusing screens, you can put on a motor drive, and of course the big difference between the F and the F2 is the F2 went with uh, silver oxide batteries, which are much more plentiful uh, than the old school Mercury 625s the F uh, ran on. Uh, the Nikon F2, uh, I'd say it's about the same weight, same size, uh, all the meter heads came in black, the bodies themselves came chrome and black, uh, again, a variety of meter heads. If you're looking to buy one, I would, and you're on a budget, I would look at just the plain Jane F2 Photomic uh it takes pre-automatic indexing glass or ai glass or ais glass provided it has the little bunny ears on the lens uh the camera goes up to one two thousandth of a second i believe the shutter sync speed for flash is 180th i gotta check that i saw memory um Generally, if you want to buy one of these, you're looking at about, oh, I don't know, about 150, 200 US, depending on the example for the photomic. Now, things get a little trickier as time goes on because, you know, meter heads evolve and they get more expensive. Because you've got the F2S, which has LED readouts, but still has the same CDS um, cells to measure light. Then you have the F2SB, which is a rare beast. They only made them from 75 to 77. They came with the blue silicon cells. And again, if you look inside, you're going to say, hey, this looks a lot like the Nikon FM meter readout. You're correct. I'm going to bet to say the same guts of... that wound up in the FM a few short years later. Now, the big change, of course, is 1977 when Nikon introduced the FAI mount. And then the plain-Jane Photomic became the F2A with the DP-11 meter head. And the F2SB became the F2AS. Um, again, the AS is the pinnacle of the F2s because of the blue silicon um, silicon uh. Cells in the meter and just made for much more accurate and stable metering. Um, again, be pre- prepared to pay a premium for this body because, well, again, they were the best. Uh, you're looking at it anywhere between, I don't know, 350 US upwards of sky's the limit. Um, I remember having just to buy a meter head and that cost me the same as a complete camera. So, yeah, um, F2s, uh, I kind of highly recommend them if you're thinking getting into Nikon and you got a bit of a budget, uh, you know, uh, it, depending on what your, what lenses you have or what you want, the F2 is the platform for you. What's it like to use? Well, it's like, uh, Real heavy duty Pro Body SLR. Uh, it just feels right in your hands. Uh, the meter is actuated by the advanced lever, so you pull the lever out, boom, the meter's on. You want to turn it off, you put the meter in. Uh, the one caveat with the F2, never store it with the shutter cocked. Bad things happen. Uh, check out Silver Wong's site, he'll explain it to you. Uh, Again, Silver Wong's kind of the repair guru for all things F2. He's based in the UK. Haven't used his services personally, but those who have, swear by him. Anyway, this is a super long phone-in review, so Mike might cut this short or what have you. Anyway, it's Bill Smith from the Classic Camera Revival, waxing lyrical on the Nikon F2. Talk to you
0: soon. Well, thank you, Bill Smith Bill, Bill Smith from the Classic Camera Revival for uh, uh, definitely helping us nerd up this podcast uh, as much as we possibly could with uh, some real Nikon nerd talk. So, uh, there you, go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, he mentioned uh, like leaving the shuttercock being bad for that particular camera. I always wonder that cause man, I know a lot of times I'm guilty of leaving the shutter cocked on A lot of my pen taxes have never had a problem with it, but I always worry like, should I like change, The way I shoot, because when I take a photo, I immediately just instinctively advance the film, uh, and and like sometimes I'm done. I I end up not knowing. I end up being done for the day, so it stays in the camera bag, shutter cocked. For you know, for me, it could be a year (laughs) before I get back to it. So, but I was. I've
2: only heard of. I've only heard of very few cameras that that you know the, the overwhelming consensus is to not leave it uh, cocked and like the the mamiya rb67 they say to uncock the 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 leaf shutter lenses if you're not gonna use them and there's and there's a you're supposed to do it with your fingers on the back of the lens so i think unless it's a situation like that where it's it's either said by the manufacturer not to do it or the overwhelming consensus from both the community supported by repair technicians say not to do it i would You know, leave it uncocked, but otherwise, you know, I think you should be fine.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't had any ill effects from it yet, but I always, uh, the OCD in me kind of, kind of worries about it sometimes, but uh, uh, Roxana, any thoughts on this one?
3: Well, I just learned something new because I was just listening to you guys and I was like, I have never heard that before in my life (laughs) and I'm like, and I have just been like spinning my wheels on... (laughs) All right.
0: Just something else else to worry about, right? So
3: I I worry about like just keeping, I have random rolls of film in my cameras. I worry about the batteries. And now I'm like, great. Now I have to worry about that too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Well, any of y'all had an F2? Have you any, either of you ever shot? I, I haven't, obviously. I've never, I, don't, I've, I, don't, I, don't, I don't own any Nikons other than my <laughs> APS SLR. <laughs>
2: I've, I've still got my Nikon FE, which uh, probably later in the year, or maybe early next year, I'll be sending off to Freeman Lynn of the Press Pan project to get converted. But I've shot Nikon F2s before, and I really like them. I was actually talking to, to Kukovica the other day that, Uh, In terms of a portrait camera and and using fast lenses in order to not have to sort of focus and and recompose and to have a really uh, like bare bones, like super stripped down uh, uh, experience of using an SLR for portraiture. I would love to at some point get a Nikon F2 with the like normal like eye level prism. Uh, finder, so like nothing in the end, and just like a plain ground glass uh, uh, focusing screen. So no meter information, no lines, no uh, split image uh, focusing aid in the center, just pure ground glass in a in a 100% 3 by 2 aspect ratio, um, and then just metering externally. I, I'm really, really looking forward to something like that in, in the future.
0: Uh, I, I, I think it's funny that Bill said that I might cut that short. Uh, I never cut a call in short. Like, uh, when you see the length of this episode, you know, we don't cut anything short in this podcast, so. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. but, uh, <laughs> thank you Bill, for your, uh, call in He actually sent me another one too. So we'll have another one from him, uh, in, in a future episode, but, uh, always appreciate, uh, his knowledge. Uh, the, the, if you, if you want, uh, knowledge about cameras, the classic camera revival guys are, are your go-to on that for sure. Um. But if you would want to send a call in like uh, what these fine folks have done uh, about your photographic legacy when you pass this mortal coil or whatever, or a camera review, film review, anything in your film photography journey, it's easy to do. Just uh, record audio any way you can. Easiest way is with your smarty phone, just talking to your voice recording app and, um, and just uh, send that file on over to negpositives at gmail.com. And I'll get it in the queue to get on the air. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I've got quite a few uh, in the in the pipeline right now. So, uh, but you can always send them in. I just put them in. Uh, I play them in the order that I get them, and they, every single one of them does and will get played. So, all right. Well, I think we're ready to wrap up the segment. That's all the uh, columns we have, and uh, we're going to take a little break here, and you'll hear the the usual music, uh, whatever the song is that I put in <laughs> the little little break segment here. Uh, and as soon as we come after that music, we're going to go to. Uh, the last of Roxana's uh, interviews with female photographers in the uh, film community. And uh, Roxanne has done a, a great job with this. And Roxanne, I can't thank you enough for all the work you did on all these interviews. And it's just been a real, um, uh, just a real joy. And it's been something that we've needed uh, on this uh, podcast for a while is to like uh, make a greater effort to um, highlight some female photographers in the film community. And you really helped us do that. And I just want to um, thank you on 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 an episode uh, personally uh, for doing all, all that work.
3: It has been my pleasure. I've had so much fun doing it. So much fun. It's just been so amazing. um, Interviewing such amazing, talented, um, and so down to earth, just females uh, in our community. It's been really fantastic.
0: Well, we certainly appreciate it. And I'm sure the listeners do as well. And this uh, next, uh, this, the last of, and hopefully hopefully not the last forever, but the last that we have in the pipeline at this point until uh, Roxanna uh, leaves us again and, and misses us and sends us some more call-ins. Uh, <laughs> some more <laughs> <interviews>. <laughs> uh, this one is uh, Jessica Dunstan. And uh, so, yeah, any any thoughts on Jessica Dunstan before we uh, hear this interview?
3: Oh, you will absolutely enjoy this. She is I'm so happy that she ended up being my finale one because it was so much fun interviewing her so much talent and just so much fun to talk to so I hope everybody enjoys this.
0: Very awesome. Well, let's get, uh, without further ado, let's uh, take us a break. And after the break music, you'll hear uh, Jessica, I mean, um, <laughs> Roxana's interview with Jessica Dunstan. And then we'll come back and wrap this show up. So uh, we'll take a break and be right back, folks.
3: everyone. It is Roxana Angles from Palm Desert, California with another episode where I am interviewing amazing, fabulous females in our film community. And tonight I have somebody that I have been admiring for as basically she captures photos, and they are these gorgeous, poetic, eloquent, um, just capturing emotion and intimacy unlike anything that I have seen. And just the way that she uh, has film working for her, I know you guys are going to love her. So, tonight we have Jessica Dunstan, how are you doing tonight? Hello. Hello. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing so good. It is um, warm and hot here in Palm Desert, California. Um, like It is all year long. Where are you from?
6: So from um, Raleigh, North Carolina, originally, but living in Charlotte, North Carolina, currently, um, and very jealous of your weather right now because we just got out of a very cold, very not so fun um winter storm luckily we didn't get the snow but it was still just it, the the temperatures were too low for me i'm not a cold person so
3: oh yeah so i i i'm not either like i like i like the warm but Honestly, it gets so hot here in the summer that it starts to get crazy. It's like 120. So I'm like, okay. (laughs) A little too crazy, but that's okay. Well, I'm glad you guys are out of that storm. And I'm super excited that you're here talking with us tonight. So how did you get into film photography? Sure. So um,
6: I really started shooting in February of last year, February of 2020. Um And I started with digital, really just wanted to get more into creative work because that's not what I do um, for my day to day job and picked up a camera to kind of jump into that. Um, in June, I ran across as I was kind of following more photographers in the area and around the country um, and even internationally. I ran into my first film photography profile. Um, Portrait Mommy, they are incredible. And they exposed me to film in a way that I hadn't seen since like 1990s, like when everybody was doing, you know, disposable cameras or whatever. Yeah. Um, and once I saw her work or sorry, their work, it made me really want to dig into film and understand it and, you know, work with it. I, I just think it's incredible. So that's kind of how I got my start with that.
3: So wait, rewind. You've only been shooting film for a year. Yeah,
6: yeah. I got my
3: um my film camera.
6: Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
3: You are seriously going to make so many of the listeners like, oh, we have this whole I cannot believe that you've only been shooting (laughs)
1: it.
6: Yeah, yeah. And it it seems like I've been doing it for for longer, only because I just like literally once I started, I could not stop. Like I annoy friends, I annoy family, it's like okay, I need you to model for me, come out, like it's, um, yeah, 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 it's been, I actually started with film, I started with film in June of last year, um, digital in February and film in in June, and it's definitely a learning curve though, like don't get me wrong, there's a lot of pictures that people do not see, (laughs) <laughs> On my Instagram that are like my throwaways, my like, okay, I learned that lesson. So,
1: yeah.
3: Oh, my gosh. Well, I cannot even believe that you you have truly been a natural just because not even just learning film, but your composition, your lighting, what you pick up with the camera is it's comparable to what I see people do that have been doing this for like decades. So I'm I'm blown away by your work, seriously. Thank you so much, thank you. So your first camera was digital. What was it? And then what was your first film camera?
6: So I got a little Canon Rebel SL3 um, back when I started in February. Um, and then my first film camera was a Canon AE-1 that I found off of, uh, I think, Etsy.
3: Oh, yeah, that's my camera. That's my yeah. favorite one. I love the Canon AE-1.
6: <laughs> to this day, it is because, you know, once you kind of start in the, <laughs> the habit of picking up film cameras, it feels like you just don't stop. Um, so I have more than that one today. But to this day, that Canon AE-1 is my favorite.
3: Same. So yeah. hands down, it was one of my fur it was one of my first and I now have three of them that I toggle between because they are just amazing. So yeah. yep, I gotcha. <laughs> so so what's your dream camera? Um so I'll say
6: um uh, Mamiya seven, I think two, or I'm not sure how you say it. Um but really any sort of just like newer kind of autofocus medium format camera um, that does six by seven images is definitely next on my list. Like, um, I think Hasselblad has um, one and of course Mamiya. So one of those for sure, but they're just, you know, they're a little,
3: they're a little pricey. So (laughs) it's definitely on the the dream list. (laughs) Well, that's why it's a dream, you know? It's like I have my own dream cameras that I can't afford, but you know, it's all good. It's not yeah. about the air all the time, but we can still dream.
6: Absolutely.
3: <laughs> but you have a Mia, don't you? Like I do.
6: I have the RB67, which is probably my second favorite camera. Um, it's the 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 RB series, so completely mechanical, but there's something very satisfying about working it that I just I, I can't let go of
3: yep. there's something about I and this is just my personal preference there's something about a camera that doesn't need a battery yes. like <laughs> yes <laughs> you can it's like fail proof you yes. can like Go out anywhere and you're not like, oh, shoot, my battery died. I can't take pictures. Right.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: And that that's really why I did the um, the RB67
6: over the RZ, because I was kind of going back and forth. The prices aren't too crazy different on um, on eBay. But I just kept thinking, like, I really like I need a base mechanical no battery fault sort of situation medium format camera and I'm glad I made that decision and
3: yeah yeah no it's a really good decision and the stuff that you're getting out from that one um is is just remarkable gorgeous work it's just so crisp and gorgeous (laughs) um so out of the process of shooting film, what's your favorite part of it? Because it's really like there's so much from start to finish when you create an image with film. Oh my gosh! So it's
6: <laughs> it, it feels like I'm just about to list out every part of the process, but go for it then. <laughs> these are just my favorite. For, like loading the film into the camera is one of my favorite things. Um, the fact that you just you cannot duplicate the look of film on digital. There's something just very um, inviting about film that I find that you don't necessarily find on digital unless you just edit the heck out of it. Um, It just has, it really has a warmth to it that that digital images do not have. Um, And I'd say the main thing that I love about film is just the fact that you have to be intentional about each of your frames, right? You you cannot be intentional, but then you're wasting money, right? Yeah. Um,
3: <laughs> Well, and it, it does it, it. You have to kind of already. You already have to have. I don't know. It's like I, I. And don't get me wrong, for my digital people out there, I. You know, it has a place. It's good. I, I just there is. It's like intentional, and and there's something about loading it and choosing your platform <laughs>
6: oh my gosh it's just the whole the whole process is just like um and i and i joke with my models or whatnot because when they come i'll tell them like we'll do a couple of rolls of like 120 um and so i'll tell them hey we have like 18 to 20 frames and that's all we're doing and so they're like oh that's gonna be quick that's gonna be like a little like and i'm like no
3: <laughs> no 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 <laughs> You're like, you don't know what this process is. It's not 20 of the same.
6: <laughs> okay, exactly, exactly. Each each frame is a completely different, you know, yeah. um, look or setup. And it's just the intention that, that goes into every single frame. I love that. Um, and it's even crossed over when I do pick up my digital camera. I find myself even taking off the autofocus. Yeah. Um, and just going manual with it. Cause it's just like, I don't know. It's so much more
3: intentional. Yep. You know what? I do the same thing. I have a little digital camera, just a little Fuji. And uh, um, I don't take as many pictures as I used to with it. Yeah. It's like One of this, I don't take, a, I don't like, what is it called? Spray and pray. Yes, <laughs> literally, right? Yeah. Which I'm
6: not even going to lie. When I first started shooting, um it literally was a spray, spray store. like it was just like duh, 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 duh. like 2 300 like 10 of them have to be good so it was
3: like <laughs> got to have something if not i can kind of manipulate it later so
6: Exactly <laughs> throw it in photoshop i can still make it better so just, it all works
3: <laughs> oh, God, yeah no with film it's like a you know i don't know for me it's therapy i love it from start to finish Yeah um so you uh, I have so many questions. I, it's like so many things just like popped in. I love the models you use. Is do you grab your friends or are they models or are you surrounded by beautiful people? <laughs> <laughs> it's,
6: it is a mix of both. When I first started um, shooting, it was only friends. It was just like I, I just am lucky to have very photogenic friends. Um, and then as I got more and more into it, I started working with a lot of the models that um model locally in the area. Um, so yeah, a
3: little bit of both. Nice, nice. Yeah. I I love I yeah, I was like, that was one of I I love um I love photographing people and it's been so hard with this pandemic. Um yeah. and I I'm too shy, like I only photograph my friends <laughs> because I'm like, I don't even know how to photograph like people I don't know I'm way too shy to so I that's always been like a a curious question of like how do you even start and how do how do you first contact them like oh I don't even know (laughs)
6: yeah really just like Instagram um no honestly yeah that's all just just you know what I can't figure out is contacting models is hard but people who are able to just like Walk up to people willy-nilly on the street and be like, "Hey, can I take your photo?" Or like, "Hey, can you know I shoot you
3: really quickly?" <laughs> right. That's <is> intimidating. <laughs> or like being caught photographing somebody and them them getting mad. That's my biggest fear. <laughs> that is my
6: biggest fear. I was watching this documentary and I cannot remember this photographer's name, but he's he's a very well-known photographer, um, in New York, street photographer. And they were just showing, like, him going around taking photos
3: of people. And, like, some people would be like, hey, man,
6: like, don't do that. And he was just like, whatever. And I'm just like, ooh, I wish.
3: I oh, yeah. Nope. That was so anxiety-inducing. Uh, uh, nope. <laughs> That's one reason why I like the Roloflex is because it's super stealth. It's like nobody knows that you're taking a picture.
1: Right. <laughs>
3: oh my gosh oh I had another question now I can't even remember what it is but I have a different one and until I remember the other one if you could photograph any location and maybe this is also a question because I am so like jonesing for travel and we haven't been able to but if you could travel anywhere where would you go what camera would you bring and what film so, I'm definitely going to
6: have to say Bali um I'm taking my Canon AE-1 mm-hmm. and I'm taking Portra 400. Mm-hmm. Um so so Bali could be really any sort of tropical location. I went to Costa Rica in December and I just spent a lot of time just um photographing the area and like all the greenery of course is like these lush jungles and forests out there. I love greenery in general. Um So definitely somewhere like that. Fortra 400, I just feel like you can't go wrong with that one. That's gonna, you, you know, it's yeah. the safest one, of course. Um And then my Canon AE, because it's light. I don't like traveling with a heavy camera so I'm not about to take my Mamiya m- m- anywhere
1: <laughs> I <took a>
6: <laughs> like i would like good gosh no I I have so much forearm strength just from using that
3: <laughs> so a workout I don't need a yeah. workout I did my arms today <laughs>
6: <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely so yeah I would I would go with that
3: Nice. Oh, gosh. Bali sounds amazing. And I'm so jealous. I have always wanted to go to Costa Rica. That sounds, were there, did you see the monkeys? Were there monkeys? (laughs) You know what? I didn't see them. And I was
6: told my whole trip, like, you're going to see the monkeys, especially in the place I was staying, because I was staying like kind of up in the mountains, like a jungle mountain lodge situation, they were just like, oh, you're gonna see the monkeys. I heard the monkeys now. The monkeys were-
1: (laughs) You heard them? (laughs) No monkeys. Um, I heard them. Absolutely.
3: I mean, I heard that they're like little thieves. Like they go and like, they would like, try and take your stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: That's fun.
3: (laughs) That's fun. Well, and you got to go then like, right before everything kind of locked down too, right?
6: Well, I actually went to Costa Rica this, past December and oh. honestly it was very like all of my stays were very remote so I ended up even though I was traveling I ended up spending a lot of time by myself still yeah. um which I wasn't mad at at all I got to you know
3: yeah oh yeah. you're lucky <laughs> how what wonderful Ugh that's, that must have been a dream. Good oh for gosh. you. Good for you. That's like so needed, I think, for so many people right now. Yes. Just a little yes. bit of let's get out. And I just want to see anything but the walls of my house right now. Literally.
6: <laughs> and that's why I had to go. Because I hadn't, you know, ever since the pandemic started, of course, like I'd just been um here and so I was just like I have to do some like I, I have to go somewhere I have to go somewhere yeah. um so that was my kind of like just running away from everything trip
3: no well lucky you 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 deserve it so <laughs> next Bali <laughs> yes absolutely. So, uh, so who has been your work I mean you have to have some inspiration because it's just gorgeous who's is inspirational to you um so
6: i have a list um and then i i I love them all for different reasons um brandon hicks and eric carter um both do a lot of medium format work and their composition is just like oh my gosh it is so uh, just indulgent i don't i don't know it it just it's so good it's so good um, there's a photographer, Allie Green, she does a lot of digital work. She also does film work, but mostly digital and just her ability to color grade, um, especially black skin is just unreal. Um, and then of course, um, Gordon parks, he is like a, one of my old school favorites. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Andre Wagner, who really is giving me modern day. Gordon Parks, a lot of black and white street photography, and just photography about um, black life and you know black community and all of that. So
3: all of them, I draw a little bit from. Absolutely, that sounds just remarkable. I, I'm gonna look through all of those names and um, and with the piece I'm writing about our interview, I can I can put links if. Uh, for whatever I find if they're like on Instagram so everybody can check out some of those artists just because you know it's it's so good to like see other work sometimes and I don't know if you feel this way but sometimes with the algorithm of like Instagram I don't even see all the work that I like to follow like I like like uh, yeah So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and do that. And then that way the listeners can check out some of these inspirations because I, you know, when they see your work, I I know one of my favorite things to do is like some of my favorite people. I'm like, well, who inspired you? Because I bet they're rad.
1: (laughs)
6: Right. Exactly. (laughs) And no, that's real about the Instagram feed. I've been kind of trying to like, um, see if I could tailor who I follow more, just so I can be able to actually see the work I want to see? Because I feel like Instagram at this point is just like throwing at you whatever they feel like is going to keep you on the app. And it's like, no, no, just show me the people I want to
3: see. Yes. Or who just the people who just posted, like, you know, like, that's even like, just I that. Yes. It <laughs> all used to be, you know. so be so simple. Yeah, I feel like I see the same 10 people, which I love my 10 people I see. But I'm like, where's everybody? (laughs)
6: Literally.
3: (laughs) Literally. Uh, So have you ever had... Because... I mean, we're talking about, we were just talking about like street photography where those are something that was scary or sometimes there's like embarrassing situations or sometimes it's just like hand palm to forehead moments with shooting film. (laughs) I've had so many of those. (laughs) Do you have any stories shooting film like that?
6: Oh my gosh. Literally to this day, I, I still do this. Um, and, and I don't know if it's just a uh, Mamiya thing, cause these are the only medium format cameras I have, but I have the 645 and I have the, the 67 and they have like this metal slide, um, that you have to take out to actually <laughs> expose the film.
3: Yes. Um,
6: and on the Mamiya 645, you can shoot a whole roll of film without taking the metal slide out and it'll still let you do it. And so I've done
3: that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you serious? Yes. I'm talking
6: like paid shoots going to get it developed and they're like, I'm sorry, ma'am, your whole role is blank. And I'm just like, what?
3: Oh my gosh, that's terrible.
6: Oh my gosh.
3: Yeah, those are, Jeff, I have done that. I mean, I I can't lie, honestly. It sucks. It sucks like when you get to, I, I develop my own film. So when I develop and it comes out like all black, I'm like, this really is terrible.
1: <laughs> and it ha-
6: it probably has to be even more, like, um, dramatic of a shock when you're the one that develops it. And so, like, you're spending this time, like, developing it, like, ready for it to come out. And then you just get in. It, it's like,
3: uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, it sucks. <laughs> Either which way. Or you're spending money and you're like, oh, there's nothing there. Either I mean, Either way. You know. <laughs> but then you got those times. And how many times... I don't know if this has happened to you, but like you don't think anything of the role. Like you're like, "Eh, I kind of just shot through this. Nothing really special is going to come out. And you're like blown away by by, like some magic surprises.
6: Literally. Literally. And that happens to me often where it's like, it'll literally just be like, um, like I just posted these, these, these photos of um, this girl I shot, some like really tight portrait photos. And I literally just asked her to come over really quickly. I said, hey, I feel like shooting some, some photos, just come over, whatever. And those ended up being some of my favorite. And even like I did this um, this photo series, this this home series late last year. And one of the sets from that series is literally the set I put the least amount of time and effort into. I was just like, okay, let's just, let's just get these, the other girl was coming in and, and everything was getting rushed and I was just like, okay, let me just get this shot real quick. And the, the shot that I was like, let me get this shot real quick, turned out to be to this day, my favorite shot I've ever yeah. taken in my life.
3: Now, is this the Emerald City ones? No, no, these
6: are, um, I, I took them back in like October. I had this set where this girl is in like a bathtub and she's in the bathroom
1: um move it up <laughs> like
6: right. point or something but there's this picture of like her back with like the spotlight on her back and it was the most rushed like last minute photo
3: oh was it was it the one that like the one that one yeah. photo because we yeah. have a print shop and it's like yeah it's <laughs> the one <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking yes <laughs> <laughs> to to this day
6: literally my favorite photo and it was so just like random just like whatever let's just get this really quickly and best out the set so
3: absolutely that I think that happens to me more than it does not you guys I know that this is like audio only but this photograph is pure magic like all I had to say was, this is the one. And it, it is literally the most gorgeous shot. That, and you know what, Jessica, there's another one that I was going to ask you about too, because the, the moments that you got the couple that you had and it Mm -hmm. looks like they're in the kitchen and it's so intimate it's like i look at it and i want to cry it's like it makes me emote i'm i and it's hard for photographs to do that nowadays so we have so many photographs throwing at us but it's gorgeous how what what was that a photo shoot? Was that
6: friends? (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was part of, um, so that was part of that series. Right. So I did like all of these just intimate shots within a house. Right. Um, so the bathtub and then this couple like kind of cooking and being together in the kitchen. Um, so that's actually, um, a friend of mine and his girlfriend, um, asked him to pose for the shoot, told him to come over to my house and we just threw up a light. And I was like, all right, let's do it <laughs> so, and they're very good they're they're a real couple too and what i like doing couples i like for them to to kind of be in an actual relationship because i think it's um that natural intimacy and affection jumps out um when it's real so mm,
3: that chemistry is real
1: it's, absolutely and
3: you know what authenticity really does come through in photographs yes i mean right yes why is that like how is that i don't know it must be the energy but authenticity is just it's there it's like i don't know That's absolutely so crazy so learning that you're pretty new i cannot even believe that you're pretty new <laughs> but Being kind of new, uh, what advice would you give to somebody who is really, really, really new (laughs) to film photography?
1: Just
6: um, shoot, shoot some more, shoot again, shoot, shoot, shoot. It's so much that you can learn online. And when I first started this, I think I was spending hours on YouTube, like like, uh, most people who start a new journey, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But what I learned was only learned through experience, right? Like, um, I always talk about photography rules, right? Like you have like, you know, rule of thirds, leading lines, crop rules, all these other rules, all these rules that kind of um, tell you or give you advice on how to compose a picture. I even say like, read the rules and then like throw them away. Because at the end of the day, you need to understand like what you're looking at and you need to be able to kind of take whatever image is in your head and make that, right? Like don't try to make an image that follows all of these rules, make the image that you want to make. um, And that's where the magic is gonna come from. And then also try all film stocks, um, particularly before you decide to try a new one on a paid shoot, because that (laughs) is... That is something I learned the hard way as well, because I was, you know, using Portra. Started out with Portra, and you know, um, Ultramax, and and um, all of those. And then I was like, oh, let me try some slide films. Let me try some like, and you know, slide films act completely different when it comes to exposure and and yeah. all of. that.
3: That's, they don't have as much flexibility, right? Ooh, they
6: like. I feel like you have to be perfectly exposed whereas like you can get away with being a little underexposed or overexposed in a lot of other films um so yeah that would be my advice just shoot like crazy and understand all of the film options out there because that also can can lend to creating whatever image you're trying to create at the end of the day
3: yes amen to all of that Shoot, 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 and shoot more constantly. Yes. Shoot and try all of the film stocks and and don't try a new one on a paid shoot. Yes. <laughs> Gosh, I feel like I have done those things. Yes, I agree with you, Jessica, on all of that. Well, this has been amazing, amazing, and I feel super blessed that. You were able to interview with me tonight. Um, I'm so excited to share you with the NPP film community. We have such a great uh, group of people. They are so amazing. Yeah, that's (laughs)
6: awesome. And thank you again for having me. Like This was awesome. This was awesome.
3: So uh, Jessica, um, where can people find you online?
6: So I have an Instagram, and that's actually the only social media I have for my photography, and that is at FB, as in boy, visuals, um, and visuals has two S's at the end, and then my website is jessicacdunston.com.
3: Nice, and uh, you can find me on Instagram, Roxana Log, my shadow account is golanixor and uh, I have a very voyeuristic TikTok where I only basically watch everybody's TikToks. But I, it's <laughs> just <Okay. laughs> <is so> funny. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, everybody, stay positive
6: and shoot some cool film photos.
3: That's it. Thank you, Jessica.
6: Thank you.
0: All right, folks, we're uh, back to wrap up the show and a huge thanks to uh, Jessica Dunston for joining us or joining Roxanna uh, for that uh, excellent interview. And uh, thanks, Roxanna, for taking the time to do it. And Jessica for spending some time with us to tell us a little bit about her uh, photographic process. So uh, uh, very, very cool. Uh, Thank you, Roxanna and Jessica.
3: That was so fun with her definitely rad it, it's like i'm sad that these ones i you know i think i'm going to continue them maybe after the summer so oh,
0: I, I, certainly, I hope so i really do i i'd like to see it continued uh, you know no no pressure but uh definitely yeah uh.
3: <laughs> oh there's just so many more to highlight i i i feel like it would be an injustice not to so we'll That's see right. what happens guys i <laughs> i i i want to. <laughs>
0: If you happen to be a female, uh, a woman photographer in the film community, yeah, yeah, you just send Roxana a message saying, "Hey, you got to have me on," and uh, and and just I just threw you under the bus there, Roxana. So that's yeah, no,
3: actually that <laughs> would be amazing. I really I don't think people understand how much I love it when people reach out, and I'm just so much. I I mean I'm mainly on the Instagram. I need to visit the Facebook one a little bit more often. But you know if you're on Instagram, especially, just give me a shout out and you know, let me know.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, I guess we go ahead and start wrapping the show up and we always have to do, um, coffee donations. And, uh, so, uh, we actually got two coffee donations, uh, this last week. So, uh, a huge thanks to those fine people. The first one comes from, uh, Ruben Robles and, uh, he says, keep doing what you're doing. I'm learning so much from you, your co-host and your guests. You're also entertaining. Got back into photography during the pandemic after a two decade break. It's been a blast getting back into it. Uh, for your information, I'm on Instagram at trapping photo, trapping photons, trapping photons at, at trapping photons is Ruben Robles on, uh, on Instagram. Thank you so much, Ruben, for uh, your donation, man. I appreciate that. And the, the very kind comments as well. So, uh, let's see here. Let me get to, uh, the next one. Okay. Uh, the next one comes from Larry Effler and, uh, Larry just keeps, uh, just says, keep taking cool film photos. So uh, thank you so much, Larry, for your um, your uh, your donation. And Larry actually sent me a uh, call-in camera review, I believe I got a couple days ago. So he's in the queue to, to be on the show soon with a little call-in camera review. So thank you, Larry, for the donation and for the call-in, man. Appreciate it. Uh, very, very cool. Uh, all right. Um, the last thing here is uh you know what we're supposed to do a listener music track at the end of these things right Uh, so i didn't even think about that uh but we're going to have uh we're going to get out our socials and at the very end after we get the socials out before the ending music of this show we're going to have a uh, listener music track from mr matt bump uh his band valley hill the song is going to be called fences so you will hear from uh mr matt bump with his band, Valley Hill, all one word, Valley Hill. Uh, The song will be called Fences right after we get out our socials. Uh, And folks, if you have any original music out there, if you've recorded any original music, if you've ever been in a band or, hey, just pick up an acoustic guitar And uh, write a song about Andre and uh, and send that in if you want. (laughs) So, so, and uh, that would be great. Uh, So yeah, you can send those, uh, send any original music you have into negpositives at gmail.com and uh, I'll put those in the queue. After I play this one, I only have three listener music uh, tracks left. So uh, definitely kind of getting low on those. So, there you go. And uh, so it's going to be, again, Matt Bump with his band Valley Hill. The song will be titled Fences. So uh, check that out. Uh, let's go ahead and get out of here and get our socials out of here. Um, Roxana, where can people check you out?
3: People can check me out on Instagram, Roxana Log or Galanixor. And yes, I am still on TikTok, mainly as a voyeur, but I still have videos. So check me out there too. <laughs>
0: Nice, nice. Uh, I have a, uh, a buddy of mine that sends me TikTok videos all the time, and he's like my age. And I, every single time he sends me a video uh, through like Facebook Messenger, I, I only respond with the same thing every time it says, you're too old for TikTok. and like,
1: That's all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I don't think he appreciates it. He still keeps sending me the videos, though, so it hasn't stopped me, <laughs>
3: That's hilarious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, Andre, where can people we'll see you, man?
2: people can see me on instagram at andre on film or my personal account andre.snapshots and i've recently been a little bit more active on the facebook group
0: very cool you can see my photography on instagram at gutterman photo on facebook at mike gutterman photography you can email this program at neg at gmail.com you can join the facebook group the negative positives film photo podcast facebook group uh, we also have an Instagram account under the account name Negative Positives uh, most of fran- you uh, ran by uh, Mrs. Roxana Angles and Casey Hall and um, so if you submit photos to uh, Instagram think about using the hashtag Negative Positives and uh, maybe uh, one of those will see it and highlight it for us all to check out and I still have forgot uh, yet again to give away the camera <laughs> that Casey Hall has given away on Instagram I was supposed to do it on this episode and I still haven't reached out to Casey to, to determine a winner <laughs> so I'm sorry about that <laughs> I'm going to leave you guys hanging and for another two weeks for the next episode uh, to figure out who wins uh casey's camera that he gave away on instagram on the through the negative positives account sorry about that uh folks I'll, I'll, I'll get with casey and uh and uh casey if you if you hear this just just send just send me a message say this guy this person won uh then and that way I'll, I'll make sure i'll do it next episode i'm i'm a slacker but uh there you go all right uh, uh coffee you can uh If you'd like to support this podcast, uh, it is www.ko-fi.com slash negative positives. And we have a merch site, the negative positives podcast. No, it's just negative podcast.bigcartel.com. I recently put up an APS T-shirt on there, and you know what? The, the really weird thing is I haven't sewed a single one of them. It, that surprises me, uh, being this is the hottest trend in film photography is taking over the world by storm. I mean, can you guys believe I haven't sewed an APS shirt yet? It was, I mean, it's designed by Johnny Sisson from Classic Camera or Classic Lenses podcast. Like, why, why, why haven't I sewed one of these? Can You guys figure it out. <laughs>
2: Maybe we just have to promote it more.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I I started thinking about it. you know what it is is these APS shooters they're such cool kids they don't want to be seen as like a corporate sellout you know and like they, they,
1: they yeah no cool
3: that movie. that
2: must that must be what it is <laughs>
3: <laughs> as soon as people start wearing the shirts they don't want to have anything to do with that's it that's right that's right <laughs> you know,
2: they, they gotta
0: be all like indie you know and like uh, you know once start liking it they can't like it anymore so you know. I, I, but, uh, <laughs> all right. And uh, the last thing is uh, uh, my music is on Bandcamp. It is MikeGutterman.Bandcamp.com. I got a new album up there. Uh, volume 7 and Volume 8 will be out soon is the, the rate I'm going now. So, <laughs> But all right, folks, uh, we will see you all. It's strange to say, but we will talk to you all again in two weeks. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's gonna, we're going to get used to saying that. But two weeks from now, we'll be back uh, with the, uh, the full crew. And, and uh, until then, everybody stay positive
3: and shoot some cool film photos
0: there it is all right everyone take care life
4: with no guidance streets filled with violence weapons to keep the now what they really bring when tension is tied rope walking we need all. But if I can't see your face Then it won't be easy to remind me that You try and get control Harder when it's all we know Details are crying like